International. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Bonus Texas. Wait, Gary Town, Texas Town Time. Yeah, <laughs> it's oh. funny. I see the piece of paper you wrote that word for word and yeah. spit it out exactly like that. Yeah, that was perfect execution. <laughs> Something me. I have tinnitus so bad I can't tell if it's ringing or not in the headphones. When did you get tinnitus? Yesterday. Doing what? Your noise show? Yep. Oh. Sitting next to a speaker. How long will you do it there? It's three hours, four hours. Man, very what? loud. All right. What? No, I didn't realize it. Like you were, you were, uh, you were impaired today. I'm impaired. Hearing impaired. I'm very hearing today impaired. He's constantly impaired. <laughs> I'm constantly impaired today, <laughs> in particular. Even, even more so this time. You're adding yeah. hearing impaired to your regular impairedness. Yeah. I definitely was having some issues with my hearing earlier. Y'all both went to the show. Yeah. Were you there for the same four hours or whatever? I was there for most of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How long was your set? Thirty. I don't long. think our listeners understand. Like you, like uh, are like deep into the the noise, <laughs> like world. I, I don't even know what to call it, but it's like a niche kind of music. Yeah, uh, micro niche. It's not music. music. That's why it's called noise. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's hard to. I mean, it sounds like it's easy to describe. It's noise, but that's hard to. It's like you no can't one just, understands you can't it. Just make noise <laughs> like it's something different. Than well, everyone knows wolf eyes. Yeah, but ours is different. Has there ever been a movie that's featured... Everyone knows Mersbo. Featured a soundtrack that is noise? Yeah. Like there's what? been plenty. I mean, haven't you... Haven't you, like... A spell to ward off the dark. Well, like, haven't you... Haven't you ever listened to, like, you know, like, movie soundtracks or anything where there's... It's, like, atonal and it's very textural, stuff like that? Not really, because everything I've listened to is composed. I mean, even something that's using, like, a 12-tone kind of thing is still composed and has... It's not what you're doing. I mean, there might be like a section in a movie, yeah. that's, you know, getting crazy, like a drug sequence or whatnot. Yeah, it might be more noise related, but not like. Yeah, you know. I can't think of one that's like specific to the like that. That's why the soundtrack is unique. I think I've I know within films I've heard elements of it. It happened in the heroin movie, too. Yeah, somewhat. No, no. the heaven knows what the yeah, softy the, at the end. You know the softy brothers. It was like uh, two dudes out of New York. Yeah, like yeah, you about them, yeah. Yeah, it was one of their films. Has there been a documentary about the noise scene that you know of? Yeah, there's been like multiple, but none of them are really great. Hmm. There hasn't been like any like, uh, that I can think of, no like cool, like kind of groundbreaking An thing. Untapped resource, huh? Which is crazy because it's got like... It feels roots. big enough if it's got, if you can do Wait a three-hour show or on a yeah, three-hour set on a Thursday night. What's my thing? What do you mean, what's your thing? Well, you're like a creep that does fan edits. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and Ethan's a creep that plays <laughs> fake music. I, I don't know. Like I guess we got to go to the video game. Yeah. The, 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 um, the Dorito Girl moniker. Yeah. yeah, that's your thing, right? I like cooking. 
Nice. <laughs> do people know that about me? I like to cook. Yeah. Do you, do you, do you cook like eclectic things that nobody else looks to eat? Like sushi yeah. <laughs> with peanut butter and jelly or something? No, I yeah. don't cook like gross stuff. I do. I do. <laughs> I would say that my specialty is probably Asian food, though. Yeah. I yeah. What mi- what micro food. community do you belong to? Yeah. yeah. Tell us. Send us at your Twitter. I want to know. <laughs> How come I don't have a weird thing? I don't know because you haven't made it yet. I haven't made it. You haven't made You're your popular. Thing, right? oh, well, yeah. I'm sewing the cosplay costume. There you go. You're a cosplayer. That's what's weird. That's a micro niche. Actually, yeah. I think I may have mentioned this before, but I was surprised. I, I noticed that there's actually a cosplay, not just one, but like two cosplay magazines that are on sale at the <laughs> H-E-B. Or at I, the wait, H-E-B. Buy yeah. one? Next time I go, I'll buy you one. Yeah, nice. I just, Or both. I just want to yeah. see them. It's just like of, of all the things that would penetrate pop culture and end up at the store in the shelves at H-E-B at the magazine section. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely like would have thought hentai before cosplay yeah. <laughs> personally. But Hell yeah. Yeah. There's probably a combo the there somewhere. With the higher yeah. ones. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get tinnitus often, but. I got it bad yeah. today. Yeah. I'm like, fucking Jesus Christ. Yeah. Can't hear nothing. Everything sounds like it's through a filter. That sucks. Am I even alive? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just, I don't know. Why? Why do you say that? Because you don't have a micro niche hobby. So You're what missing like a big chunk of your life there. Yeah. Like, that's a big puzzle piece. You got to find. I did improv ironic- for a minute, but the brainwashing <laughs> didn't work on me. <laughs> My mind's too strong. <laughs> it worked three yes, fourths and, of the yes, way. And, yes, and. Four fifths. You were, no. You're four-fifths brainwashed? No, that was you. That was you forcing me. I thought for a while, like, I'll just pretend that I paid for it and then I'll just stay, like, downtown or, like, just fuck off for a few hours and then come home, like, <laughs> like I went to at 8.30. Yeah, yeah. just be like, yeah, I don't know. Like, we don't have a show this week. It's pretty crazy. It's real weird. It's like, wow, you're not getting booked at all. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Can anybody go to YouTube or SoundCloud or anything and catch any of your tracks? Come out to a show. It's all live. No. I got it. Here you go. Oh, shit. Oh, look at it. He's got a, he's got a cassette player. <laughs> cassette tape here in front of me. Yeah. With a badass picture on the front. What is got this? An, Dang, that looks like something out of seven. Yeah, it was for the record label, and they Sick. put out my tape yesterday. Sick. Part so of it was the, like a record label thing yesterday? Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was for the label that put... The, idiopathic. He just, idiopathic he idiopathic, just did yeah. he just did like a new batch summer batch of like six six what is this releases. dancer that's the title of the whole thing the whole your whole he your named whole it after me because yeah. that's actually my hobby your background is just dancing yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what yeah cool thanks yeah, yeah finally i got my birthday gift <laughs> yeah come out and get a real a real piece of something <laughs> you know stop Stop asking what my SoundCloud is. SoundCloud's <laughs> dead anyway. Why is I thought it had a... I, didn't it get rejuvenated recently? I don't know. Maybe. I know. I know. They were like, oh, it doesn't have enough money to last 30 days. That was like six years ago. That was like uh, like two days ago. <laughs> okay. That they said that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I've got some stuff on there. I don't know. Go to the Discogs. Just drool over what you can't have. It's all gone, baby. Also, sometimes out. I like to read creepy pastas. Yeah, <laughs> over and over again. Creepy pastas are cool. I know. Yeah, that's pretty cool, right? 
<laughs> this whole thing just gonna be you trying to find this is the weakest like stretch for vindication <laughs> I'm afraid I feel like I'm fading away <laughs> I've been I've also been watching there okay so there's this Facebook group uh, it's I don't I don't know if I should give them a shout out because I don't want them to get shut down if like as if the, we have that kind of power. Right. But yeah. We got we got hands right on the FCC. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we can zuck anyone. <laughs> anyway, but there's this like private Facebook group and they just stream like Studio Ghibli movies yeah. all the time. And like it's always a really nice surprise like when you're at work and like they pop up in your Facebook feed and like uh, no one knows that it's, it's a, a movie because yeah. it's tiny and yeah. so I'll just like sit there and watch it all day. <laughs> and I was like, man, they didn't post one like the pet like a couple of weeks ago they posted uh Ponyo and I had never seen it before. Yeah. And it took me like the entire week to like really watch the entire thing to where I felt like I knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. It was all right. But I went on the uh, this week. I had I didn't see anything, and I was like, "Man, I wonder, like, did I just miss it? You mm. know, because it's like a live thing. So, yeah. like, if you miss yeah. it, then it's just it's gone until the yeah. next time." Yeah. So I went on their page, and they had uh, Spirited Away on oh, there, huh. and I was like, "I'll watch this. This is nice." And so I watched that all week long, and uh, yeah i feel like chihiro when she's like disappearing and she has to eat the food uh, right now is what you think uh, about. yeah <laughs> i've been watching westerns non-stop yeah that's true and that's what i thought this was going to be a western and then when it wasn't i'm like yeah. it's it's, kinda, it's in the west yeah but i like real westerns what was that one that we watched the other day sabata sabata yeah have you ever seen sabata no it's pretty seen weird it. fucking check this as it's, it it's dope right. yeah like 1960s like italian, italian spaghetti Western yeah something all right I'm it's really good right. it's pretty weird there's a the guy sabata he's a bad dude he's, well, he's a, a good guy bad dude yeah he's like one of the hero yeah yeah very cool but he's got two two kind of partners and one's like this kind of fat homeless, me- Mexi- drunk, homeless guy. drunk Mexican guy that uses dynamite. Yeah, he's yeah. trying to pretty stereotypical. Yeah, that's a superpower. Is, yeah, it's dynamite. dynamite. Okay. Yeah, but then he has a friend who becomes he comes into the fold, and his name is uh, Wildcat. Okay, and he just hangs out on the top of roofs. And anytime he jumps down, there's conveniently a trampoline right there. <laughs> and he, he, and like he can bounce. So he doesn't take yeah. the trampoline around with him? Yeah. Like throw it beforehand? Yeah, like he bounces like nine feet off of the roof of a car when he jumps. Right, uh, well, not yeah. a car. There wasn't cars. Yeah, like a, a, wagon. a wagon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it like does like nine front flips. And yeah, you're like, it's pretty oh, rad. It's so cool. And they do like a good sound effect, too. It's yeah, like... like boing, <laughs> Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sabata. That's a tip right Ethan, there. Ethan's recommendation for the week. Yeah, that was that was hot. I've been watching a shit ton of westerns though. Cool. That might work too. I've been putting them on and just letting them roll. Right. Wow. I watched also. I watched the Nosferatu from like the 30s. The oh, that's day. good. Yeah, that's a good one. I watched that, and I watched a bunch of Buster Keaton. He's got those teeth. He's you got know, those teeth. Did you ever yeah. see that one with Willem Dafoe? <laughs> no, I haven't really seen. Uh, I haven't seen. I haven't sat down and watched like all of the Nosferatu's. I've yeah. seen like the the one from the 30s a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, but, me too. But I haven't like. I've like watched it. I've like put it on as like a screensaver. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, keep yeah. it on in the background and just look up and be like, "Whoa, that looks creepy." 
Yeah. But I watched, I put on Buster Keaton too, and it went to one I'd never seen that was really good. I, I have a heart. I, I went through a phase where I watched just a shit ton of Buster Keaton and Charlie Chaplin back to back. Buster Keaton's so much better. On the contrary, I liked Chaplin so much really? better. Really? Yeah, I was having no. a hard time. At, at, by the end of my marathon, I was having a hard time watching Buster and found myself really? going back to, to watching Why? Why do you like Chaplin more? There's something about Chaplin has, I think, like a little touch of heart Nazi. to his stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like that Nazi stuff. You know, that's my favorite. Yeah. He's got a touch of heart to it that Buster is, he's so deadpan. Really? Uh, I always take that as having, like, I always take his face as, like, adding weight to it, like, being more emotional. Yeah, that's interesting. I I didn't catch that. I I, I got, there's a genius, obviously, behind both of them. Yeah. Uh, but I found myself more relating to the Chaplin really? stuff. And when we're watching it back and forth, I was compelled. Really? To, and a lot of the, the, the Chaplin stuff, they're not like full featured hour, yeah. two hour. Well, same with Buster Keaton. shorts, exactly. Yeah. So uh, I ended up watching a lot of the shorts. And Have you watched all the Buster Keaton shorts? Too? I think so. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. From, okay, yeah. I bought like there was like there was like fifty on a multiple. Oh yeah, 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 Got it for like eight dollars back in the yeah, day. Yeah. yeah. I just always like I don't know who, but I would totally watch a documentary just on his because I guarantee he had to have had like one set designer because like all the interior like house stuff is so good. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah. Yeah. There's a couple documentaries that talk pretty extensively about him yeah. and Charlie Chaplin, but they're all like, they're not documentaries that are specifically on them. They're like docu-series yeah. that are about film, mm, but yeah. because that's like the beginning of it all, they right. spend like so much time on it. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I like, I always like, he always has like the bisected houses. So you see like four rooms yeah, and then like the way he moves between them is like, what's funny about it. Cause he's like trying to avoid someone. Yeah. And I was watching this one, the one I hadn't seen the other day that came on that I really, I think I'm just going to keep it on a loop at my work for all of the month of October is <laughs> they, uh, the haunted house one have you seen yeah, that, that one? one's ah, great I don't recall that one. yeah so like there's this bit in it where like half of the stairs like anytime he tries walking down them they look like stairs but since it's a haunted house right when he gets to like halfway through the stairs just turn to like smooth yeah and so he just falls he just keeps falling down <laughs> but it looks so cool because yeah. they, they like turn white they're like stairs and then it's like all of a sudden they look like, like white and yeah, yeah 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 it's so cool that was like one of the things and then there's I a like bunch that of too it makes me think of pop like pop-up books but like the slidey yeah. ones yeah yeah, and like those always go from something that's three dimensional to, to yeah, flat. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, and then there was like, there's like a couple like kind of creepy looking things in it, which like anything creepy, like just fi- films, right? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. That one, that one, I, I, didn't, I never seen that one. I rewatched the golf one; it's really good too. Yeah, the uh, the Chaplin pictures that i really enjoyed and they're popular obviously the great dictator the great dictator is actually the lesser of my favorites actually the, my two top favorites of the of his are the kid and city lights city lights oh, yeah. City lights. Is good. yeah what's the one the like anti-capitalist one that he did well is that the modern great, times modern times yeah yeah, yeah. dictator those those are, those are his top four yeah. sort of seminal pieces yeah modern times is good very good yeah i i mean i like chaplin but i think i just I don't know why I just like the way Buster Keaton looks Maybe. so much yeah. more. Yeah. Like, I just think he looks so much cooler and I think he's so much funnier. Yeah. Like Damn. I think his bits are a lot like his there. It's really, his sets are so intricate too. Cool. Yeah. 
The movie we watched today made a fuck ton of money. I yeah. Okay. It, so <laughs> its budget talked. was five million, yeah. and uh, it made worldwide. 15 over 50 like well over 15 million yeah it also has like 90 something percent on the tomato so let, yeah let, let's before i have a little preamble i want to say before 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 we get into this first off we're we're tackling it looks like we might be in the spirit of gary Busey. yeah it takes us <laughs> this is a hang this is a plan of the apes hangover party <laughs> yeah. yeah uh in the spirit of gary Busey, a, a, a native texan uh we might be trying to explore a few movies that are set and filmed here in texas or maybe uh, texas directories i wouldn't mind dabbling yeah. with uh and um we or you guys today and and uh at vulcan video uh surprised yeah. me by renting one of my favorite movies of all time <laughs> this is Lone your Star. one of your favorite movies of all time all time this is a top 20 movie for me damn and whoa and um i i want to put because we were going to say a lot about the, or at least i am gonna yeah no no i want to hear i'm this. doing the big fat spoiler alert for everybody here if you have not seen lone star john sales is lone star from 96 personally because i'm a big big advocate of this movie uh i would suggest cutting you know hitting pause put this on you know revisit this after watching the movie christ um because that's the bezo ding (laughs) yeah that's the spoiler warning (laughs) that's spoiler dig. yeah uh because i think in many ways i could argue that this is about as close to a perfect movie as you can make. Is it the storytelling that you like? Like the way that I it's told? Because it's a little bit of a mystery I kind of thing. I go through everything. Every scene in this movie, every character, every line of dialogue to me is just about pitch perfect. How do, so what? when did you first see this movie? Like yeah, tell me you? how you first saw this movie. We thought we were just getting like a piece of trash. That like, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, maybe. But maybe you did think that. But this is... this is No, that's what I thought when we were like, when we were just picking it out, we were like, yeah. let's just grab some off the wall we're like oh chris chris texas okay we can fit this into a theme and just grabbed it yeah. chris chris is in this yes and in fact uh I, if you if for the for our super fans uh <laughs> i remember having a conversation where we were talking about chris chris in movies and i said oh yeah and you have to see lone star you know? <laughs> uh but um i saw this back in college the uh there was a video store where and i was a, i went to a podunk college out in east texas and there was a video store hastings and they had tons of vhs's and it was in that weird era of vhs's transitioning to dvds and um this was a this this particular uh hastings just had a ton of vhs's because it was kind of right on the cusp of doing that so i ended up this is sort of the uh, the first kind of i'm going to watch a bunch of movies and kind of develop what would be kind of my earlier my earliest taste in kind of being a yeah. film critic if i could say that babe two piglicity yeah all of those films babe uh, two City. <laughs> i uh, ad- uh lone star was just one of the hundreds of titles that they had that i ended up watching and renting um among just blindly because i didn't it's weird i went through college i didn't really have internet imdb google was kind of like new things at the time so they weren't like there was no real internet community i didn't really have like yeah. internet 24-hour internet connection until i got out of college <laughs> um so uh so this was just one of those films. so i discovered this movie just by happenstance like i had discovered a lot of movies those are a lot of good again. movies that you end up seeing like that it's crazy <laughs> yeah <laughs> some of my all like most of my favorite movies are just like I picked it up and because I thought it looked cool. Yeah, I mean, Altered States. 
Yeah, for I, me. Yeah, that's yours. That you're. Yeah, for me, it was just found American like, movie. Gemstone. I just like grabbed American movie once and watched it. And well, I was like, I, what the fuck is this? I didn't find it. I it was like on like one of the premium cable channels Mm -hmm. and i came in like 30 minutes into the movie and i was just like what is this and i was (laughs) in high school so i was just like whoa this is fucking rad there is something magical about being able to watch a movie completely blind without Uh. without marketing without uh uh hype without <sighs> expectations yeah you know, without having first seen the tomato meter or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. and uh and then you know discovering something that's like you, that really resonates with you yeah, yeah, yeah. uh that happens so rarely yeah, yeah. when it does happen it kind of like it's really good impactful yeah sure yeah. and it happens less and less of course the more you get exposed to movies and seek out that that feeling yeah uh, you but try to chase the dragon again yeah well unless yeah. you go to like fantastic fest true and that's probably why you, well for you because <laughs> i always look up all the movies and curate my list and I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't seen a movie ever <laughs> wow well so, i mean that's true so hastings Including you rented this, this and just popped it in popped it in watched it was blown away i've introduced it to uh, all, all of my college friends and Whoa. max and adam and everybody isn't that weird that we introduced it to you tonight <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah well I, by pure uh, accident well if we have if we had done more uh, bti if we had been you know more into bti recommends this probably would have surfaced as one that i would have Shit. pulled up for this nice. so that's okay well you know what it's a good way to kick off texas though yeah yeah, yeah. very much so so uh this movie um is not what it's about you know it's one of these movies that has a plot but the plot isn't what the movie is about it's yeah. a uh it's ingenious in its layers um yeah i what this movie is about in many ways i guess if you want to be over some sim- overly simplistic is about um Race, race tips, relations race relations yeah. and responsible and smart adults sort of living with it and dealing with it. And uh, I contrast this movie a lot with uh, Crash because Crash seems like the cheap, sensationalized Hollywood version of trying to tackle this subject. And then this story captures it uh, from a sophisticated um, uh, adult uh, and and challenging, more challenging way uh, that I think that I think more realistically captures, especially, I mean, we live here in Texas and so we see a lot of these kind of dynamics that are at play. Uh, The movie has a lot of racial things in when normally when we talk about American films and race, we're talking about whites and blacks, but this is whites and blacks and Hispanic and Mexican cultures coming in in all the three of them together in a Southern American and native Americans. Yeah. Yeah. uh, In a Southern Texas border town. And so, um, and this is a real phenomenon in Texas where uh, the, the, the immigration and Mexican culture coming in so, so uh, heavily that there's, there's, you know, entire cities and towns that are, you know, have very little white as a percentage of white population. Uh-huh. And so there's this sort of identity uh, issues going on with those towns. Are they coming in or been here? Yeah, yeah. Like I remember it was years ago, but I went Austin lost its 50% white status. Like uh-huh. I remember hearing in the radio, like it was who cares? Thing. Yeah. Nobody cares. Well, I mean, <laughs> it was an, it was enough that people wanted that, that it made the news cycle. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, really, it's like who we're, we're, we're experiencing this. We all, whatever. Well, it is interesting. I guess that like, cause it's the capital 
Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like I would say maybe traditionally capitals tend to be more white. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I mean, that's kind just of interesting. Predominantly any city is going to be more statistically. I mean, right, right, the, right. the country is 85 percent white. So, you know, statistically it, uh, it it runs that out. But here in the southern states, southern border states, it's, we have that. Difference. But the point is, is that. The, the characters and the way the dialogue is written in this movie, every scene has its own point, its own message. Uh, <laughs> and, um, and yet every scene also propels the plot. Every scene introduces something different to the characters who are in the scene. It, uh, it acts as a detective movie. So you have this, the, the cop character, the investigator, which uh, in, a, in a screenplay like in the detective movies, which I always like, is the, the cop gets to go and meet a completely new person, a new character who doesn't have a background, doesn't have a future. They're only there for the scene to provide information to the cop. And in most cop movies, whenever that happens, all it is is it's really about just the facts, you know. Yeah. But in every scene where they where this happens in this movie, he he get, he meets somebody who is like a full blown, full blooded character who has a full past, and uh, almost all the time, not all the time, but almost all the time is a is a minority character. And but they're not treated like any stereotypical minority. There are no stereotypes that I found in this thing, except for maybe Chris Chris, but even then yeah. it's like uh, a stretch to go there. Like, you know, the evil racist uh, police authority. No, every character. Well, and the like bad boy from Houston that shoots a guy right in the beginning. I would yeah. say that's like kind of like a small town stereotype of. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, he's not, he's barely in the frame. Right, right, right. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'd say like most of the characters are multi-layered. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Very, they're, the, the treats the, all the characters with a lot of respect. But anyway, uh, not only is this movie about, you know, uh, I think you can write the essay that it's about race relations, but it's also about family. And, um, living in the shadow of the generation above you and how that affects you and carving out your own space within that shadow. Uh, the main character in this movie, played by Chris Cooper, um, lives in the shadow of his father, who in, in flashback sequences is played by uh, Matthew, Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey. And Matthew McConaughey's character has is only in the movie for like two, maybe three scenes. Yeah, and like maybe 20 not even 20 minutes no total. like like maybe, maybe seven minutes ten, yeah, yeah at the most and yet his character looms over the whole movie yeah uh because his legacy uh not only is a shadow over the main character but over the t- entire town as well <laughs> in fact a uh, part of the, the part of the plot in this movie is that they're naming i think a courthouse after yeah. him or some kind of significant uh, civic building after his sheriff deeds is i think that's his name yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and um and so Chris Cooper is a character who has to live with his father's shadow, who is a con- who is a conflicted person. He's not the 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 legend, as said. In fact, we we feel and see the tearing down of that legend as the story goes on, and then the the kind of understanding what what use is that. So, uh, and then there's other characters that live in their in their father's shadows. The um, uh, the drill sergeant, the not drill sergeant, the the, the, the colonel. Yeah, lives in the shadow of his father Otis. Um, the uh, uh, the 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 school teacher, yeah, who in many her ways mother. lives after lived in the shadow of her mother, uh, who's still alive there, and I guess Otis is still alive. And so all these people are sort of the second generation. Who, I, I, anyway, they have their conflicts, and 
uh, which relates from a generational thing, and uh, and uh, how they resolve their issues is also mirrored in how they resolved uh, the race relation issues. Yeah. Um, and again, the 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 dialogue in every little scene helps build that case. There's nothing superfluous in the whole movie. The only moment that I found that was superfluous. Um, is this one scene where the camera is sort of panning over before it gets to Chris Cooper's character and where he is sitting at his desk. And you have a, uh, a cop who is sort of manhandling a, a, a young black teen yeah. um, while he's trying to put him into a prison cell. And I felt that's the only time I felt like the movie kind of goes a little too far and you know hitting this a little on the head. Um, but then even that has slightly redeemed because the next time we see that cop, he's coming to Chris Cooper and saying, Hey, I just want to let you know, man to man that I'm going to be running to be the next sheriff. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So, uh, well, he's referenced a lot before that too. And he was in a couple other shots before that. Right. Um, so the movie, the very first opening move thing about this movie is the inciting incident. Yeah, and this yeah. is something also that I really like about this because most movies, you know, you'll get, you know, 10, 15 minutes of character introductions and backgrounds and, and, and exposition filling the audience up to what's going to happen. And then something happens to kickstart. They the drop you right in it. But in this thing, the very first thing they find are these two soldiers uh, who are sort of on leave, not on leave, but they're just kind of having fun in, in an old rifle range using their uh, metal detectors and they come across a a corpse or a, a yeah. skeleton and uh yeah. and then immediately it's like how fargo opens isn't it um they like come across something right at the beginning it's I don't the recall. car yeah the car yeah. yeah uh and so um and then that gets chris cooper's character in and so the the thing just rolls from there yeah uh one scene to the next to the next all the discoveries uh, all the skeletons in the closet so to speak come out um everybody all the secrets that have been held about uh, uh, um, uh, Matthew McConaughey and his situation with Sheriff Wade, who is the tyrant of the town back in the yeah. day, um, whose body ends up being the one that's uh, discovered the the skeleton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, played by Chris Chris, uh, who is sinister in this movie. Like, yeah, he's scary sinister. I think. Yeah, and um, and. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's just. I mean, I could talk. I could like. I, this is literally the kind of movie that I want to like. Like every like every three minutes, just pause it and talk about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's just brilliant. Yeah, I particularly the like the the mom. I liked her character a lot. I thought she was really well written because she has that whole thing of like uh, speaking English, speaking, and it's just like, oh, it's because you are an immigrant or whatever, and you right, know, you she came had, over. she gives off this persona. Yeah. Of the Mexican uh, of the Mexican immigrant who successfully immigrated and now wants everybody yeah. to do it the way she did and be all yeah. and everything and be a strong-willed entrepreneur and start your it, own company and uh, and and be American and speak yeah. English and then we just learn that she came through the same way she that came I, through the same way she illegally crossed the border yeah and in uh, in doing so met who somebody who would be her husband or was her was was going to be. Yeah, yeah her husband but, yeah but then uh sheriff wade just murders him yeah yeah, yeah yeah and and we learned that matthew mcconaughey's character 
uh, ends up befriending her as a result of this death and investigating and discovering that Sheriff Wade did this and then yeah. helped finance her uh, uh, monies yeah. to help get her new business. Like all this stuff happens in the background. We learn and discover, but there's secrets that the previous generation all know, but they've been hiding it from the kids. Yeah. See, that's where I got confused about the incest. I was like, if he financed it, he's probably her dad. If he's her dad. No, no, no. Matthew McConaughey financed it. I know. Oh, okay. So I'm saying Matthew McConaughey's the the Deeds yeah. family. Yeah. Which is, yeah, which would be his dad. Yeah, so finances the, that because she's his mistress. Well, and boom, yes, there's yes. their step brother and stepsister. Yes. And yeah. in that way, the film is incestual. Yes. If it worked out like that. But it, it did. Doesn't. It did. And that's one of the great, this is a, it's, it's a, it's a, if you want to call it a twist, it's a twist. Yeah. But these two characters, Chris Cooper and the actress, I wish I remember her name, but I don't remember her name. Elizabeth Perella. Uh, I wouldn't P- know. Perilla, Perilla. The girl who plays the school teacher, they, they were, they Elizabeth used to. Elizabeth Pena. They used to They date. used to be, uh, you know, they had schoolyard crushes on each other and their parents were, Convict, uh, convicted to keep them away from each other. Yeah. And it seems on the surface like it's just a racial thing. Yeah. You know, like, uh, you know, whites don't mix with Mexicans, that kind of thing. And each yeah. one didn't want the the other to happen and that's all how they saw it. Yeah. And then they they took those, the kids took that to heart and they lived different lives and had kids and married other people and then they eventually come back in what is at the beginning of the story and they get together and we discover that those those two people, this love story that's the building to them, uh, this sort of knife in, knife in the stomach sort of twist that they maybe can't get together because we discover that they have the same father, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. And and then the and then the final lines of the dial and dialogue between the two is she goes is this really gonna I can't I'm not gonna quote it perfectly yeah. but it's like is this are we really gonna let this get in, away from us having a relationship I can't have kids anymore so the the whole um, you know having an incestuous child is is off yeah. the table are we gonna really not are we gonna not let this happen to each other and then Chris Cooper's character says I'm not if I just met you today I would still you know, one of so it is incest. Yeah. Well, then why did everyone say I was an idiot for saying because it was incest? Because it's not about incest. Because what they are saying in that moment is forget our histories. Forget everything that's bad about what conflicts we should have with each other. Forget about what our parents did. Forget about our 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 legacies in front of us. We are we care for each other and we love each other and we're gonna put that all aside. And that's the parallel that it's playing out with all of the racial stuff. Yeah, but it's still incest. That's, that's not why I, I thought you were dumb. That's not why I was acting like you were dumb for saying that. Because oh, you okay. were like when we were outside before we started recording this, you're like Wait, but it was incest. And then you're like, well, maybe it wasn't. But I think it was. And it confused me. And I was just like, dude, Well, it like, confused what? me because afterwards when I was you like. That they directly said that. No, why it confused me was because I was like, oh. Because you were it's on incest. Phone. And then I said. It's incest. And then you said, no, it's not. Fucking, yeah, because it's not about incest. That's the best part about it. Maybe that. it's not about incest, but it is incest. It is incest and stepbrother, stepsister thing. But like the last line of the movie is yeah. forget the Alamo. 
which I think is so look that's the that's the that's an incredibly poignant moment because yeah. when we in Texas take pride and say remember the Alamo what we're really talking about is remembering the conflict between Texans and Mexicans yeah and when and uh, this parallel between her saying you know forget the Alamo is is a way of saying look let's forget about the, le- the legacies of all this stuff forget about all the racial tensions and the histories of what our ancestors did to each other we can we can put all that aside and these two people who have the worst of circumstances and you know a broken yeah. sister like they even they can put it aside their 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 racial histories and their incestuous histories Honestly, and, still be a couple. and that's that's one of the brilliant endings that's one of the best endings to capture all of that put to it be like yo we're thought. brother and sister but we can still fuck they probably yeah. gotta yeah. move though well because well, well it is illegal maybe, maybe. Well, it is no, illegal. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, at, the, yes and no. Like, I, 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 in some ways, it doesn't matter. It, it's, it's the movie isn't about what happens next. Like, you know, like <laughs> I know. I'm just saying, if this was a real world situation where brother and sister be fucking, yeah, they gotta move to somewhere where people don't know that they're brother and sister anymore. Right, but yeah. this, the only people who could call them out on it are the people who are involved in a murder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cover up. So there's a little bit. Yeah. Uh, no, that that Hispanic, the Mexican dude on who the lives, side of the road, who knew. lives far away. Yeah, but he said that like everyone in the town knew. That's said multiple times. Yeah. I'm not trying to pick apart your favorite movie in the world. I'm just saying in a real world situation uh-huh. where a brother and sister are fucking each other, they're not going to stay in a small town where everyone See, knows that I, they're a brother I, and I'm sister. I'm going to fight you on this only because... If you really? Do, it, yes, because if you if you look at this movie, there are... That's s- where you're making your mistake because you're talking about the movie and I'm talking about IRL. Well, the, <laughs> uh, it's a, it, I'm talking about the movie. And you have characters in this movie... Obviously, who do demonstrate some of you know the old old racial legacies and wanting to hold on to it and, and whatnot and and making and being fixated on the past. But then there's a lot of other characters who have moved past that. And you know you have a the, you know the the the, the white uh, the white and the black couple who who are in the military. Yeah. You have Otis and the the old and the mayor. You have. Um, even the main characters, the, 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 the school teacher and Chris Cooper's character, like there's a lot of people who have put aside all these past racial differences and, um, who's to say one step removed from that is being able to put aside their history as well. I, I, I yeah. Anyway, I think a case could be made that it's not to say that I, I, I know exactly what's going to happen in five years with these characters. That's not the point. Uh, I'm just saying that the movie makes an argument or a parallel between uh, the conflict that they those two those two people share and then the, the greater themes of... Yeah, no, I totally get that. But in the real world, where us real human beings live, if you were fucking your sister, you wouldn't live in a town of like 20 people. Nah, maybe They'll be, they can move if they, if that's a problem <laughs> they can move <laughs> i don't know i i don't i was like i was like i must have missed something but because i'm still like i'm still like whoa it's so weird that they're just brother and sister and the end of the movie is like yo it's cool like i get all like the race stuff's great like that's all poignant and awesome and i think it's i think it's dealt with really smartly or whatever but like like yeah, I'm like the last of it hinges on the fact of like the last couple lines are like we're brother and sister. It's cool though. Yeah, 
Yeah. I'm, it's I, just kind of wild. It's kind of yes, wild that. Yes, the, it is. Bezo, I'm learning a lot about you. Today. Yeah, Bezo's I, down with incest. Yeah. I just can't wait till like taxes. There's like <laughs> taxes. Homeward Bound Four is like at the end. It's like a guy fucking a dog, and then it's like I think that's a weak parallel. We've got what incest and bestiality. Well, I didn't know Homeward Bound Four has bestiality. <laughs> I, mean, I, I must have. I'm saying it one. would. I'm saying in the new Homeward Bound. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm putting up a hypothetical. Yeah, yeah. I'm putting up a hypothetical. What about body swap movies? What do you mean? Well, like what, what like 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 Tom oh. Hanks having sex with that older lady? Yeah, yeah. Like pedophilia. Yeah. yeah, or like what about like a movie where like okay, like the new Jumanji, like it's a super hot yeah, chick that goes right. into the body of Jack Black. Well, what if her as Jack Black fucks her Jack Black is or her. like oh, another dude or something? Yeah. Then like he fucks a rock. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying? It's gotta happen. Yeah. <laughs> that they, fanfic they has already out. been <laughs> written for sure. Uh, Who do you? I think The Rock's a baby spoon. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag <laughs> baby spoon rock. <laughs> Uh, uh, I just I I don't know. I'm sorry. I can't I can't get past that part. Maybe maybe the parallel to that is I'm racist. I don't you know. Like, what's your sister? Wouldn't you want not want to be where people would be bothering you about okay. how you're fucking yeah. your sister? They move. I just okay. I'm just not. No, I'm not I'm talking about, about the characters. That. I'm not even talking about the movie. I'm talking about the real world. I'm just so surprised that they weren't like that. They were like at the end. They're like we had such a connection the whole time we thought it was sex turns out we're brother and sister that's what it is right no at the end they're like we still have this connection it's obviously not because we're brother and sister but we are but more importantly we have this sexual connection so let's just keep fucking like that's the end these people are in love <laughs> yeah but the connection is false like the connection no. is the fact that they're brother and sister uh, perhaps definitely what if, what if they were twins separated yeah. at birth yeah would that be okay it would be less okay wait, wait less, why this is a because, spectrum because it's it's they're they're raised <laughs> in completely different cultures they're raised with different uh, different families. They're fifty percent of the same blood. Look, it's not. I, 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 obviously, it's fucking incest. Okay, but that's not the message of the movie. That incest is okay. Yeah, but I'm and saying there's no consequences on a large scale of incest. What yeah, I'm saying I'm saying running incest. Run, running incest. Having this debate anymore? No, I'm. I just. I, I want. This is the point I'm getting to with it. Is that doesn't doesn't it discredit so the the analogies to race are so strong in this movie and really really good and i agree doesn't it discredit it the all that they wrote throughout the entirety of the movie all that they wrote doesn't it discredit some of that by making then an analogy to race via something that's kind of weird like like that kind of i feel like taint 
taints their no their analogy the, the, to race. The message is is that even these people, even these two people, who really have every reason in the world not to get together and put their pasts behind them. Yeah, pasts, by the way, that are that that, that were decisions not made by either one of them. Yeah. Like, yeah, do totally. they have to yeah. live in the sins of their parents? Yeah. And then they, in this, even in this extreme case, they're, they're, they are committing to themselves. No, we don't, we don't have to, to buckle down to those sins and we can live our lives as adults and, and be adult about this and, and, okay. and, and enjoy their, and enjoy each other. Like, yeah. That's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the, that's the parallel between the whole racial thing and it's 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 necessary in this story for that yeah. to exist and for especially for these characters bezo if i what if i discovered right now while talking about this that actually my niche thing was that i'm into uh, incest and right. my brother came and lived down here uh, and we started dating would you still be like that's cool i i'm not even gonna make fun of you because I'm a pretty understanding cool. dude. I might have reservations if you decide to get knocked up, yeah. but uh, otherwise, I'm pretty understanding. Oh okay. no, I'm I'm too old now. My eggs are dying. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. My I just China's filled with dust. I could talk about it for ages because I find it like a fascinating crux that the movie is like predicate. Like this whole movie, like the whole philosophy of this movie is like predicated on this really bizarre thing. And I'm just trying to make it like, 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 just, I'm just curious as to why, like, it's like, oh, like, it's predicated on this bizarre thing. And then it's like, you're supposed to, like, write off the bizarre thing. Forget the Alamo. Y- yeah. But, like, it still happened. You know, like, I don't know. It's, it's so bizarre. It's just, I, I could, I, I could talk. I get why it's like frustrating. I'm not trying to like make light of it, but like, I, I'm literally only talking about it because I find it really fascinating that the entire, the entire philosophy of this film is on that. Like it's the end it of the, the end, it's yes. it what wraps up the movie. Yes. Yeah. And I just, I was just like, I was like the whole time I was on board with it. And then at that, I'm like, uh like what and then I'm like i'm just out i'm like the entire that washes away like all the movie like in my head in my head it like washed away like so much of the philosophy of the movie i'm like what the fuck who is this written by mm-hmm. like what is this is it's weird like sorry it's weird right uh, yeah but what you were saying like i could Does, imagine rewinding the clock 70 80 years and presenting a movie to somebody where the final twist is to discover that the two people who are falling and falling in love are from different yeah. races K- like you uh, know like all of a sudden like i mean take 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 this take this in the spirit which i'm intending yeah but if you discovered like a movie from the 30s where all of a sudden you find out that it's a it's a black guy and a white girl who are getting yeah. married like like that and that that would be as explosive in a sense as what you're feeling now in this case or at least that's the intention i think what the director is is trying to make the parallel that these characters again the the characters are are overcoming getting away from all of those um those sort of un those weird feelings that we have that are just kind of nascent about uh, these topics yeah but sometimes like these like these like this what i'm saying is like these like 
existentialist existential like feelings that they're having and like these weird feelings that are weight of like them being attracted to each other it it's i'm like i'm like you know what maybe maybe you know there's so many people in the world maybe it's not love maybe it's the fact that you're you know you're blood related you yeah, like like there, that there's no but, evidence that just because you're blood related that all of a sudden you're going to have like an attraction or you're going to recognize those qualities in somebody else i mean that i mean that's that's a fiction that you're placing upon oh no totally yeah but i i just find it i yeah i just find it like kind of i don't know i just find it i don't i don't know maybe yeah maybe in 12 years we'll look at this and i do kind of feel like a christian of like gay marriage what next they're gonna be <laughs> kissing their dogs like what yeah, the, the fuck like all, you are on that slippery slope. yeah no that, totally that, like I, yeah, translucent yeah, and you're yeah, sliding yeah, down that's true <laughs> that is i mean it's easy to pull that out and like i'm i mean i'm just like i don't think so i mean i think across the board incest is weird yeah i think that's where i'm at i think what you're trying to say is that like i'm sorry i know that we're like beating a dead horse on this and i'm really not trying to take a shit out in the movie at all the movie's great but this is so but i think right i think where you're what you're specifically talking about is like race is like a construct by society yeah right and it's It's like it really has nothing to do with anything if you're a good person or you're a bad person or whatever it doesn't matter what the color of your skin is yeah, it's a societal construct exactly but genetics are literally being related yeah. isn't something that like that's not societal right yeah. maybe the stigma of being together is but that still doesn't negate the fact that biologically that's gross well <laughs> the, there i think there's caveats yeah. and, and, but i mean like it, if you have kids, that's a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because now you're fucking up your kids because there's a high tendency for genetic uh, for genetic malfunctions and yeah, you know, mutations. Well, yeah. The plan of the apes will happen yeah. if. And, uh, <laughs> not to, to get too far, uh, I was about to say something political, but I'll keep it back. Um, <laughs> the uh, so that's I think that's one key issue. The other key issue is that uh, if you talk about a brother and a sister getting together uh, in a relationship. 99.999% of the time if that if that's a real thing that occurs there is a ton of trauma yeah. involved in that and it's extremely unhealthy yeah. a ton of boundary issues etc cetera, etc cetera. so in in the vast majority of cases where something like that happens that's you're not looking at let's just be open minded about you know you're, yeah. that's practically endorsing yeah. you know severe mental health trauma issues that need to be resolved isn't that what is kind so, of up with these people no because i think the exception here is that these people grew up not knowing and they have different, at least a different mothers, um, and uh, and they did not grow up under the same roof, and so they don't have that same sort of. It's not like they were in a family that was like a mother and father situation that was so fucked up that that's that's kind of how you know that it's not yeah. that yeah it's, it's, it's like three degrees component. of separation from yeah, the yeah. gross of normal incest. yeah it's like oh yeah. we both so, have the same fucked up dad so we both have half trauma. Well, there's, I mean, if you want to get into that, uh, it seems like health from a trauma wise, it looks like they're, they're okay. The, the film doesn't try to present that. In fact, the film goes out of its way to, to say this is, 
there are there's probably a, a bad examples of this, but I'm, we're focusing on this one example, and I think that's the the reason why there's a specific line of dialogue at the very end when she's saying, "I cannot have a kid." I had conversations yeah, with my last. That's child. definitely like that's a the, like catch to be like ri- it's cool. That's the writer saying, yeah. you know, making a case like, "Look, it, no, I'm not for all versions of incest." Obviously, but yeah. In this case, I'm trying to make a parallel between these characters trying to get out from the shadow of the sins of their parents. Yeah. Well, another thing too that I would pose is that like specifically to you, Ethan, like, can you think of another thing that would, that could be like their, their like racism parallel? Cause like, if you do like, it would be a slippery slope if it was like a homosexual relationship, you know what I mean? Like that wouldn't, like it wouldn't play as well throughout the movie. Yeah. And then it would also come across as probably like really crass at the end. Yeah. It's like, you have to do this hyperbole of them being incestual, but yeah. I don't know. They just like, I mean, it just seems like a weird analog. To no, me. totally. I totally agree. I totally I mean, it's obviously it's interesting enough because you just sit here and talk about it, but yeah. like, I, I just find, well, how many times in your life do you get to talk about incest? Oh, I mean, yeah. it's not every day that this subject comes up. I just up. thought like I mixed it up. <laughs> I was like, uh, I must've mixed something up. And like see, that's the, and I, I know that you, well, to be fair, you, you're a little distracted. I'm always distracted yeah. though. And yeah. so that I, I always, I, when you, when you said that it kind of hit me like, God damn it. Like this is such a great movie and you missed one of the big central fucking points of it is. To yeah. And I thought like the big central point was like, Oh, her dad wasn't her dad. <laughs> well, the, 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 that, that, that parallel that they're yeah. right there at the end. I want to get off that topic just a little bit to talk about some of the filmmaking uh, things about this movie. Um, you have scenes in this movie that are set in the past and scenes that are set in the present. And one of the things that John does, John Sales does is he does these camera moves where you have somebody in the present, the camera moves over to the right. It doesn't change or cut. Yeah, to the black. And then all of a sudden, you're in the past. And it's the same setting. And you have different actors, of course. And then it'll it'll occasionally come back and do the same thing, get back into the present, where the camera just simply pans over, and then you're in the present um, without cutting. And... When I first saw this movie, I thought that's kind of gimmicky. I mean, it looks great. I like the effect of it. It makes you think in that moment. Yeah. It's kind of gimmicky. But after I'd watched this movie several times, I realized that it's not just gimmicky because what he's also what the what that technique does is that it's saying these places haven't changed. This is the exact same yeah. place as it was in the past. And the same problems that are happening then are happening now and the issues are not resolved and that's why we're going back to resolve these issues and coming back and so every time it sort of does one of these pans and you go from one character in one setting to the other it, it creates this thing this timelessness between those two moments yeah and um, they obviously had to plan a lot of these shots I think there's one of the most the, the craziest one is when it pans over this billboard and then it comes into a shot of a road and it's clearly not even in the same space like yeah. like the perspective is different but it's very it's very cleverly hidden by the way the billboard uh, hides the the seams um, and and so on like there's a there's like I don't know a, a half dozen or yeah, more yeah. moments of that I like the one that like went up and then it when it fell down it like turned to black and then came in on someone that my favorite is, really is the one where the 
woman, the teacher, and the guy are having the conversation at the water. And then it mm. just like goes down to the water and it's her as a little girl and then it pans up to him as a little boy yeah, and they're talking yeah. and then it goes back to the little girl and then it goes up and he's an adult and in the same spot. Yeah. That one's my favorite. And he even has a line of dialogue that he says in response to her yeah. when she was a child. Yeah. So it connects yeah. it both with the dialogue but also the visuals. And it's the same place, you know, that hasn't yeah. changed. Like they're still living in that moment. Yeah, that reminds me of the the bar. I really like I really like the story of like the grand the grandfather and the colonel's son. Yeah, yeah, yeah that one I like. I like that story. That story is really good. Yeah, and it, if you think about it, like at, at, on surface level, it feels like there's ca- extraneous characters that we don't need. Like, why do we need the grandson? They all had like different elements to like yeah. make up the mosaic of everything. Well, the the. Uh, yeah but if uh, each one sort of creates the parallel of of that generational thing the shadow yeah like the 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 grandson is living in the shadow of his his father uh-huh. who's this colonel in the military who's wants him living to go to west point shadow. and clearly yeah. doesn't want to do that but he's going to do it anyway yeah and his father through the experience in the film eventually goes to his son and is like you know i won't be disappointed in you if you just do whatever you want to do yeah but that's a pivotal moment for him he's 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 giving permission to his kid you don't have to live under my shadow yeah, yeah you don't yeah. have to be my you, you can do what you want to do yeah, he had a weird voice that yeah, it's kid, interesting. He had a little, little bit a lisp. That kid has a weird voice, and uh, what's her name? The the main, the main the teacher. She has a weird voice too. The you think so? Yeah, I, didn't I think they both that. have really weird voices. Yeah, I felt like there was a lisp in the 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 the, the grandchild, but I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, she also. I've seen her in other things too. Yeah, she's been in a ton of stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah, I forget now. I can't remember what I've seen her in, but she's yeah. in like. I really like her, but her voice can be distracting for me. Jacob's Ladder, Rush Hour, The Incredibles, Rush Hour, Anna Maria. Mm. I do like Rush Hour. Yeah, Matador. Yeah, I yeah I really like that story though. How he had like the weird like Black Heritage Museum in the back of his bar. That and see that's think about how like the writer John Sayles had to like that's research. To discover yeah. and, and put this in one one of the characters is that uh, Otis, the 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 grandfather of this uh, for this Black Dynasty family that's in the movie, um, he has this small section in the back of his bar dedicated to the Native Americans who ended up joining an Indian tribe and becoming Indians themselves. Yeah, and and he ha- he talks about the history of them, and I assume I assume it's all historically correct. I would it hope is. so. Um, where the they you know they were they were flushed out of Florida. They joined Indian tribes and they became active in in, in and oh, how they had to fight themselves. Too. Yeah, that's such a yeah. great little thing that he was able to that jump the, the direct the writer director was able to find and put that into that character and then that further uh, embellishes the themes of you know what you what is and isn't like everybody has a t- stereotypical idea of what an Indian is and she, yeah you don't think a black dude you yeah. know in that case and so. Um and uh and and adding that into it is just is just a little I like that little clever piece of writing. Uh I like a lot of the the writing on this movie is so great. <laughs> like even uh everybody uh like it, there's a scene where Coop uh, Chris Cooper is uh they're they're uh they're rele- they're showing the monument of the renaming of the thing and he's been called up to give a small speech and yeah. and he says well everybody knows my father as uh as the sheriff as the um, 
as the law, uh, well, as it as, as the he, but, uh, but he, as, he, as the law man. But here at home, he was judge, jury, and, and executioner. executioner. Yeah. He looks over to a character, the the mayor character, yeah. and there's an investigation going on where he yeah. he might be trying to prove that his dad killed this guy back in yeah, the day. Yeah, yeah. And so I love that line, like he's just looking over. And what we discover later is the mayor is the one who actually killed, killed Wade. And yeah. uh, so that that double entendre with the executioner thing. In yeah. the meantime, it's just it's just a speech to the audience, <laughs> but it means something completely different to Chris Cooper's character than yeah. it does to the mayor. The mayor is a weird character. Yeah. He's a weird cast for it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He doesn't really feel like a ther- authoritarian. Uh, no, I don't he's think got he's that good old to, boy but, kind yeah. of feeling that yeah. he's like he could be successful in that kind of small town politics. Oh yeah, I had something I wanted to talk about. I thought the movie was very Texas. Yeah. Like as someone that's not originally from here, like there's a scene right at the beginning of the movie where. Um, the main dude walks into a restaurant and I think it's the mayor is eating something and he eats like someone from Texas. Like <laughs> this is, it's a weird thing, but like not being from here, like y'all aggressively scrape your silverware <laughs> on any fucking dish that you have food on. It's the most bizarre thing, but he's like doing that. And I imagine there's like corn, like two little kernels of corn. And he's <laughs> just like trying to fucking slop it up with his fork. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just like the way, way that people like carry themselves uh is very texas too mm-hmm. and um matthew mcconaughey very texas yes, very yes. texas uh the dirt is very texas <laughs> <laughs> just and, cactus and like there's there, every character <laughs> seems to be uh steeped in like slang yeah, yeah. oh and i loved i loved it. there's a flashback scene when uh chris chris is first when they first introduce otis younger yeah and he's in the bar and you get the uh the original lone stars oh the beers yes because i I love the classic the classic logo Mm. is so good there was some cool there were some cool lone star tap handles in it yeah shaped like guns and they (laughs) also had lone star light on draft you don't see that anymore. Nope. Yeah. Fantastic set. The set design work there. Fantastic costuming. Yeah. Like it's got a, a authentic look. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The there's another the woman the uh, main character's uh, first or wife ex wife I guess like in the cowboys Frances jersey yeah, with, with the, one scene and blowing it away. She's so good. Well, she's wearing a cowboys jersey and mm-hmm. the um, like spandex shorts, which is like such that's like (laughs) that's like what i thought that texas like dallas was like before i ever came down here yeah it's like the the yeah and it's uh, that's exactly what it is like yeah it's like a gross a a football (laughs) debutante with a slight um, mental health disorder yeah (laughs) a little dusting yeah of schizophrenia yeah she was like very bizarre but very real character yeah Yeah, i really like that because that feels like a full-blown character yeah, 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 yeah for one scene yeah yeah it's just it's like it because it, she's intense she gave me anxiety well everyone is yeah. like every every one of the characters is like really 
polarizing and like very intense in their one specific thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's I don't know. I really I really liked her character. I was like, he's just going here to like pick up some paperwork. Like they didn't they didn't really have to do that. Yeah, you know, really the only character that I didn't the only two characters that I didn't like were the teacher's kids. Mm. Don't like them. I don't need the voice of reason from a daughter. I really don't like that mm. in anything. Mm. I don't like it when there's role reversal to like hit the hammer on the head for people. That really bothers me. Um, and then I just, the son may as well have not existed for me i understand that he's a plot device to reintroduce the two uh but there i feel like there's another way that you could have done that easily it seems like a small enough town where it wouldn't have been difficult perhaps uh there was though i think this great little tiny moment of filmmaking where they're in the car driving she has picked up her son from the jail and they're in this they're having this conversation and the mother has been reintroduced to Chris Cooper's character after picking up her, her son from the jail. This, her, her, Chris Cooper is the, the sheriff. And um, the sister starts mocking uh, her brother in the back seat, saying, um, there's these girls who are into you. And uh, she starts joking, like, they say that they're, they're, they're in love, but you can't, how, you, you're too stupid to be in love at 14. You don't know anything, something like that. And uh, her mother looks up and sees Chris Cooper's character. He just happened to be walking down the sidewalk. Uh, And she says, uh, uh, no, you don't. Like, you can be in love and be at 14. And she's talking to her kids, but she's really talking about herself after seeing Chris Cooper's walk by. So it's this great, another great little moment of writing where it's really multi-layered. And you can't have that with the kids. Well, maybe yeah. maybe you can fake it with. Yeah, like you should get have yeah. a best friend and be happy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like I like that scene. Like, I agree. That's like an interesting play. I just really, really can't stand because you see that a lot in children's movies they where make them like way too smart for their age. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like that's not that's not who you are like you don't you that's not a character like those two are like glaring issues in the sea of like really well like really well written super fleshed out character characters there's these two that are just like let me give you a little thing let me me give you a hand with that i think in any other movie they would that would not feel as um maybe as egregious mm-hmm. because they really only have like six, four or five, six lines of dialogue. Oh, that little girl though. God, I want to <laughs> fucking slap her. I just really can't stand that. It drives yeah. me crazy. I, I think I got, I got more of a bickering vibe and less of an, I have wisdom vibe. Uh, oh, I, I didn't get that okay. from her. All right. Uh, the only thing that would ruin this movie from a 10 to a nine for me is um, there's one scene where uh, Chris Cooper comes against uh, um, to interview a lady who's playing on a Game Boy. Yeah. And instead of having her thumbs on the A and the B and the directional pad, she has both thumbs on the directional pad. And I'm like, there's no Game Boy game ever that requires use of only the d- the D pad. <laughs> And then she's obviously playing it a lot. And she's obviously playing it a lot. And uh, because she says, like, don't ever get one of these things because you'll just never stop. And I'm like, come on. You're not even pressing A and B. You're not not fooling anybody. (laughs) What an idiot. Classic Game Boy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
that knocks it down to a nine for you. Ah, it's a little, it's a little egregious. <laughs> oh, that's egregious. Yeah, that's the only thing. That's yeah. The oh, okay. The incest thing I'm totally cool with, but fucking up present representing a Game Boy. I feel like I'm living <laughs> in a fucking Twilight Zone of like, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, like if anyone's gonna have an issue with some kind of. I don't never mind I'm not gonna finish that sentence yeah. I feel like I'm about if to just throw anybody should have a problem with incest it should be me right yeah, yeah. I was going yeah, yeah. I was yeah. just, just gonna fluff that turned. up a little bit with <laughs> Oh boy! Something happens. Don't want to go down that go road. Below the Mason Dixon line. Yeah, <laughs> and so it's like, it's like yeah. a really good option. Yeah. <laughs> wow, dude, Texas is fucking weird. Texas um, is super weird. Do we, kissing, can we kissing cousins, Elvis, baby? Like cousin de Deja Rue. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kissing cousins. <laughs> can we? Uh, can we rate this? Yeah, I get. Yeah. Oh, it's a ten ten for me. Jesus Christ! Wow, it's not a nine, even though. Nah, the, yeah, it's the other. It's not thing. even a nine point seven five. No, this is. I I I really think this is about as close to a perfect movie as you can make. Well, I'm, I mean, apparently you actually think it is a perfect movie. Yeah. You gave no, it a every, ten out of ten. Uh, every movie has. Every movie it's has ten out of ten. It could be perfect, but it's almost there. Yeah, ten out of ten. I'll, I'll round up on this one. Ten point one out of ten. It know, could have been perfect. I would go with the one, but I'm gonna round up on this one. It's ten out of ten. <laughs> it, it's borderline masterpiece. This is this is borderline. I'm blown away. I grabbed something <laughs> off of the wall, and it just happened to be this. Yeah. It's a fucking. It's Texas. I like y'all don't. I I don't even like <laughs> you guys down here. And just grow up like watching Texas based things. Yeah. You have like no idea what I, happens in the rest of the world. I, like I, we've lived down here like for like eight shelter. years or seven years or whatever, and you know I always feel like definitely like in Austin I you know like I feel like a Texan every once in a while. Like oh, I'll meet up with someone and be like yeah I feel like a Texan. Mm-hmm. You know. I'm a Texan and then there's some days where I'm like <laughs> fuck Texans are weird like like I'll just have someone like from Texas talk to me about some fucking wild shit and I'm like just not connecting on it they're like why do you keep bringing it up you psycho and I'm like I it doesn't make sense to me and that's why I'm trying to talk to you about it and that they're like Texas forever and I'm like okay bullseye and then I'm like like, and then I'm like, I'm not a Texan, <laughs> you know. I don't know, man. Damn. You know, seven. <laughs> you're uh, giving seven. it a seven. I'm sorry, and I know you're like, I I already know what everyone's gonna say about it. <laughs> I cannot get beyond that. Like, I'm sorry, I can't. It's too weird of a fucking point to just drop at the end and then leave you with it, and then when you're talking about it. You're like, you missed the entire movie, you idiot. And I'm like, <laughs> no, they they're, they fucked. That's weird. And everyone's like, you're weird for thinking about it. And I'm like, I don't understand. Yeah. And so that's where I'm at on this. You know what? Not a perfect movie in my book. I'm glad I picked it out. I'm glad I watched it. I'd be much more psyched if it was just a straight up Western because those are dope. Uh, Wait, if there was a trampoline and a wildcat in this movie, would you have bumped it up? 10 out of 10. Sabata, 10 out of 10. characters is named. They call one of the... Yeah, He's doing the history camp of the the Black Indians. One of them is called Wildcat. Wildcat, hell yeah. 
Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, if this was more, I give Sabat a 10 out of 10. I give this 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10. All right. I mean, that's still a high rating. <laughs> like, like that's, I don't know. Because I, okay, yeah. I, I, I know I'm being annoying, but I just can't. All right, yeah, go ahead. Well, I'm going to give this movie, hmm, I'm going to give it, uh, you know what, so I don't break Bezo's heart, I'm going to round it up. <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> 5 out of 10. <laughs> an 8 out of 10. Yeah, I, I, I would have normally deducted more, but yeah. we'll... R- rounding don't, don't shame, low. Don't let me shame you. <laughs> yeah. to a higher, higher you want to? I don't want you to hurt yeah. yourself. Do you want to do seven out of ten? Be you want to? No, I, I want to do like like seven, seven and a half, seven, seven seventy-five. Okay. Yeah. But that's like before. basically eight. So it's, yeah. we'll just do eight. You, you know, want, I'm willing to sacrifice my integrity for point twenty-five points stay, of stay nothing. Strong, stay strong. Oh no. You want to talk race relations? Like, just have Linklater like film an East Side hipster trying to order tacos at 2 a.m. drunk like uh dos uh pastoros <laughs> like that's real race relations right there not where are you going with this what it deals with stuff that we're currently dealing with gentrification you know all that type of jazz mm-hmm. i don't know i feel like it's a bit it's a bit 90s on this one bud you ever, you ever think about like someone like some hipster going up to the i way 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 bike bike thing and just like turning it into like one of those suicide bikes like a gigantic oh, yeah. like suicide bike be so rad yeah i don't yeah. know i'm sorry i'm sorry you're so you, well, ang- you know everyone what? is so angry maybe, at me today. maybe we'll learn to appreciate incest when we go to the museum we're going deeper south in texas next mm-hmm, week mm-hmm. we're going to be close to where this was filmed kind of in that it was yeah. more south than we currently yeah. are <laughs> uh yeah so maybe we'll know. find the answers in the museum maybe we'll watch another texas movie and it will damn you know what we should have watched was night at the museum oh that would have been good yeah I mean, that's why we're going to Houston. Yeah, Yeah. Perfect movie, 11 out of 10. Whoa. (laughs) Well, I negrated it because of incest and uh, the brother and sister. I really just, they need to be out of this movie. He's so angry at it. He's like picking at things and he looks mad. It's fine. Because I I know I could, well, I don't know. I know. You're like, I'm the enlightened one. This is the kind of, like a seriously, like I could... I could do a video essay doing shot. This is one of those movies I feel like I could do shot for shot and talk and scene for scene and just say, look at how great this is. Look how they could, here are the 50 different ways they could have fucked up this scene. And here's the lines of dialogue that they chose and how it, how each scene kind of comes to a dialogue head and, yeah. and, and ends on this point that has all these, du- these double meanings. I mean, the guy, for example, um, who's at the, you know, in the middle of nowhere, who knows about the, you know, the, uh, him being with, the, I call him know. New Mexico. Because that's what all of New Mexico is like. The that character that the way that scene ends is he's he's just kind of he's showing him all these little knickknacks that he has around the place, you know. And the last thing he shows him is this snake skin. Yeah, and he's just kind of uh, like it's a rattlesnake. Rattlesnake, yeah. And he's just kind of like just talking shit about this rat. 
rattlesnake and it kind of feels like a crazy guy just talking about all his old stuff but he's saying like oh the snake came out and almost tried to bite me you got to be careful about what you go digging around because yeah. you don't know what's going to come out and get you yeah and that's you know he that's a that's a cautionary tale that parallels what Chris Cooper's character is doing because as he keeps digging, he ultimately finds the secret that he yeah. would be best. He would like to not know. Yeah. And, and yet they're, again, they're talking about different things. The film is saying something else. It's really clever. There's great writing. There's a whole bunch of moments like that. Yeah. And, uh, who I, are you trying to sell right now? Are you trying to sell, sell the, M- listeners? Yeah, the listeners? Or do you think no, that we don't you, understand you that? Causes. You guys are lost causes. I'm talking about the listeners. This is a, this is a great movie. Love when, is a when I hear you talk about things like that, like explain like <laughs> things that are like so obvious, it makes me want to negrate them like even negrate. more. <laughs> yes, no, it's 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 that a movie this a movie like this where every scene is carefully written. Yeah, no, I understand it. I've of, been listening. Well, to you. most movies <laughs> don't have that. They don't. They don't have that sense of 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 of. Um, purpose efficacy in in every single scene and every in every new thing like it some some things just feel so perfunctory or such a waste or such like hey we got to get this exposition in here let's just milk it in like yeah it's it's not done this way this yeah yeah anyway it's good i gotta say 10 out of 10 go see it 10 out of 10 10 okay or don't don't go see it you should have already seen it yeah if you're listening to this i haven't go 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 share go share it with your friends <laughs> i mean yeah. i'm gonna give it a preemptive i'll give it a preemptive three out eight of ten out yeah. of ten uh sweet we're all done right yeah i guess so i Beazle, don't know what we're gonna watch Beazle's all week. angry and fired up so we got that he is. he's gonna go crash a car he's gonna so go to franklin throw right the now. mic at the end uh, oh sweet. Uh, yeah, I don't know what we're going to watch. Some other Texas Y'all want to watch another Texas movie? I yeah, I want yeah, I like to. that. That's a good idea. Okay. I'm going to yeah. fucking learn about Texas. Let's try to find something. We'll yeah. say, I don't know. Well, you'll see it. Well, if you want to give us a recommendation, you can tweet us at Cult Busey. Yeah, if you know any. Yeah, if you got a good Texas link. Yeah, if you got a later. good Texas plug for Texas movies. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.
International. International. 